Welcome to A Well-Cared-For Human, the podcast that tries to convince you that you are 100% normal and an even better than okay example of the human species, despite the fact that sometimes we feel like the craziest, most incapable, or worthless creatures on the face of this planet. I'm Corey, an author, a creative, and the host of the show. Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared-for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at awellcaredforhuman.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello humans, it's your host Corey, and today we're going to talk about procrastination. Procrastination is another one of the topics that someone asked me about over social media in the past week, so I thought I would make an episode for you guys about how I deal with procrastination and also how I view procrastination as a sign that something else might be going on, and also to just discourage you from the habit of beating yourself up if you do procrastinate on something. (laughs) I think we all have a tendency to be a little hard on ourselves. And so I also hope to give you some reasoning behind why you should not do that to yourself. So for me, procrastination is usually a symptom of something else going on in my life. I think of procrastination as a meter for letting me know how much resistance to a particular task or situation I have in my life. Because pretty much the higher the resistance, the more I will procrastinate on something. The more I'm feeling resistant to a task, the less interested I am in doing that task. But what causes that feeling of resistance? What makes us not want to do whatever it is that we need to do? And that's where it gets a bit more tricky because really that could be any number of things. But some of the immediate top-of-mind possibilities, at least the ones that I tend to struggle with myself, vary from everything to fear of failure, to perfectionism, lack of control, lack of motivation, overwhelm. So I'm going to break each of these down for you and kind of outline how they might be building this feeling of resistance in your daily life. So sometimes people procrastinate because they're struggling with a fear of failure. Many people might start avoiding a task because they're afraid that they will fail at the task, that It won't go the way that they want it to go, that something terrible might happen. And fear is, by nature, pretty overwhelming. And you could have this fear for any number of reasons. It could be completely unknown to you, as in you don't have any idea where the source of this fear is coming from. It's just very real for you. Or you might be able to trace your fear back to a particular negative experience. So for example, for a long time, I would tend to procrastinate when it came to trying new things. There would be an opportunity to do something new, but I would hold myself back because I had a fear of failure almost automatically when any new possibility came up on the horizon. And I can trace that fear of failure back to some interactions with my dad, with my narcissistic father. So there's a very clear memory I have of when I was learning how to drive and I'm 15 years old in this memory and he asks me, do you want to practice driving? And of course, I'm like, yes, absolutely, because (laughs) what teenager learning how to drive doesn't want to practice? 
So he puts me behind the steering wheel of this very large, I don't know if you know what a two-ton dually is, but it's these very large, very American-looking trucks with like six wheels on each side in the back. And it's very monstrous compared to my size, probably like four, nine, five foot, maybe by the time I was 15, I was very short still. I mean, I'm still very short today. I'm only 5'2", but I had not finished growing at 15. And so he puts me behind the wheel and I can barely touch the pedals. And he's like, back up, back the truck up. And I said, I don't know how, which is a very reasonable response if you have never driven a truck before, let alone a very large one. And for whatever reason, this was very triggering for him because he completely went off on me, called me a bunch of names, told me how stupid I was, how what a mistake it was to let me practice. Now, in hindsight, you know, I'm more aware of that these responses are very typical of a narcissistic parent, this tendency to blow up, to have strong emotional reactions to otherwise normal experiences. But I was very hurt, and there was also someone else in the truck with us, someone that he worked with. And so it was also very humiliating, very embarrassing. And so now, even as an adult, I'm afraid to try new things because it means that I might have to tell someone I don't know how to do this. And that feels like a very dangerous situation for that unhealed aspect of my experience, right? So I can trace that back to its point of origin and can pinpoint, oh, this is why I'm afraid of failing. This is why, in my case, I'm even afraid of trying. I can understand where this fear is coming from. So the desire to not have an experience like the one I had when I was trying to learn how to drive, that creates a great deal of resistance for me whenever I encounter new things. So it causes procrastination because I'm trying to avoid the possibility that something like that's going to happen to me. And for similar reasons, I struggled with perfectionism for the longest time because no one can yell at you and tell you you're stupid if you do everything perfectly, right? (laughs) But what that leads to is a tendency to procrastinate if I feel like I cannot do it perfectly. So if I know that something's going to require that I do it really, really well in order to feel competent or, quote, safe, given my background in doing this task, then I'll put off doing it. And so procrastination might look like me spending a lot of time on planning or researching or mapping out how I'm going to do it, which is really just me delaying the inevitable and me trying to assuage my fears and anxieties around starting. So those fears around perfectionism, those fears around not getting it perfectly right, that's also building up the resistance, which is feeding the procrastination. Sort of adjacent to this is also the lack of control. Sometimes when people feel like they have no control over a situation, they might procrastinate as a way to regain that sense of control. If you put off a task, then you're still making a choice. Like you still feel like you get to decide how things are going to play out. Or maybe if the situation has a lot of uncertainty, then by delaying it, by procrastinating, you're feeling as though you are extending the time that you have to get a better handle on the situation as well. This makes me think of (laughs) something that we did a lot when I was a teenager. So there was this cliff and it was a cliff overlooking the river. So it wasn't just a straight down cliff or this would be a very different story. But it was a cliff over the water and kids would love to run off this cliff, jump off and into the water, right? So it was kind of like you leapt off the cliff either with your friend or by yourself, etc. I don't know how we didn't die as children. When I think back to all these crazy things that I did as a kid, I don't know how I 
stayed alive. But <laughs> this was something that we did for fun before the invention of cell phones. You could grab your friend's hand and run off a cliff into the river below. And there was this moment when you were up on the cliff in which you would kind of like gear yourself up to do it. So you'd like kind of one, two, three, <laughs> like you were trying to pump yourself up to jump off the side of the cliff. And I'm thinking this is a good example for the same kind of situation of lack of control when you don't know how something will turn out. Sometimes we tend to delay starting so that we can feel like we have a better sense of what's going on. We're sort of warming ourselves up to the situation. We're trying to quell some of that anxiety. All of these things that might be generating resistance for us, doing what we can to kind of mitigate that building feeling. Another one that I encounter often when I'm trying to overcome that tendency to procrastinate is looking at my lack of motivation. So sometimes I will procrastinate because I don't feel motivated to start the task. And this could be due to a lack of interest in the task. Like maybe I'm only doing it because I feel like I have to or because someone else told me I have to. So there's no really inherent reward. Like I don't want to do it. There might also be a lack of feeling connected to the outcome. So it's not really something I want. So for example, I had a friend who didn't really want to go to medical school even even though she had completed her pre-med sequence and she had studied for this and her parents and her family were expecting her to go and do this, to go to medical school. But she was really struggling to find the motivation to study for the MCAT because the MCAT is the test that you have to take to get into medical school, or at least it was. I don't know if they've changed it now. Some schools are dropping the testing requirements, but Once upon a time, you had to take the MCAT to go to medical school. But because she wasn't really feeling it, she was like, I don't really want to go to medical school and spend the rest of my life as a doctor. She resisted the desire to study for the test at all. And so the experience of resistance that she was having then was more of an indication of her true motivations, which she was just overlooking because of all the feedback and expectations that she was getting from other people. Overwhelm might be another reason why someone procrastinates if a task or an objective just feels very overwhelming, very difficult to approach altogether. It can be hard to know where to even begin. And this feeling of overwhelm can be really paralyzing, which results in the procrastination. So again, this sense that resistance is really high. And this feeling of overwhelm can be coming from something fixable, like a lack of time management skills. Like maybe people are just struggling because they're not quite sure how to prioritize the tasks or manage their time effectively. Or the overwhelm might be coming, again, from that place of an emotional imbalance. So if you're really struggling with a fear, maybe it's fear of uncertainty or fear of the outcome, then it can be really hard to focus on what needs to be done. Just the emotional residue is so pervasive that it feels impossible to even approach the situation with any kind of clarity. And so if these are the different causes of resistance, so again, resistance, high resistance is what causes you to procrastinate, then how do we work to weaken the resistance that we're encountering when we're trying to make changes or we're trying to accomplish something? Well, if the resistance is tied to some sort of emotional state, so maybe it's a fear of failure, or maybe it's a lack of control, or maybe it's overwhelm, then usually my technique is to try to address the emotion itself. And you already know what I'm going to say, but that has to do with journaling or meditating or using any of those toolbox techniques that I introduced early in the podcast, the first few episodes. 
using any of my toolbox tools to get at the emotion, try to figure out what's really going on here and process it and let it go, that usually weakens the resistance and I'm able to make some progress forward. Also, awareness usually helps me to address procrastination, to realize if I'm really just doing things to postpone the inevitable. So for example, with the perfectionism, if I'm just planning and researching and thinking and thinking just so that I don't have to get started, I'm not going to know that that's what I'm doing if I'm not applying a little bit of awareness. And so that's where our daily meditation comes in, building that awareness. The same is true for distraction. There is definitely a constant barrage of distractions in today's society, right? And we rely on those to help us to not feel whatever we're feeling, <laughs> whether that's the fear or the overwhelm. It's very easy to get sidetracked by notifications and emails and social media, whatever it is to pull us away from doing the actual work. Again, by looking at those feelings, by processing those feelings, I can weaken the resistance and address whatever the underlying issue is that's causing me to procrastinate. I can also use this feeling of resistance as a gauge for how do I really feel about something. Thinking about the friend who didn't really want to go to medical school. She didn't, by the way. She ended up becoming a teacher. <laughs> But, you know, her desire to not do those things, that was her clue that maybe she was on the wrong path. And so if you're feeling a lot of procrastination towards certain tasks, it might not be a bad idea to sit down and have a conversation with yourself about why do I not want to do this? Is it because other people made me feel like I want to do it, but I don't really want to do it? That's not really the path for me. This doesn't actually feel good for me. And have that honest conversation with yourself. So sometimes procrastination is a sign that maybe you're off track or you're on the wrong course and that there's actually something better for you to do, which is not to say we will not procrastinate on things that we love. So, <laughs> for example, I absolutely know that I am a writer, right? Writing is the thing that I do. I love to make up stories. It is my passion and my purpose for being alive. It's directly connected to my creativity, my happiness pillar, right? But I will still procrastinate when it's time to sit down and do the work. And it might be for other reasons. There might be an underlying emotion or fear of failure, any of those other things we talked about. It's not always that you don't want to do something because you don't love it. But sometimes that is the case. And you can use that as your cue that maybe this is a good time for a reevaluation of how you spend your time and what you want your life to look like and what are your values and your dreams and your goals and do those values, dreams, and goals align with the actions that you're taking every day? And if they're not, maybe that's why you're procrastinating on those actions. But if you are someone who you love to do the thing that you love to do, but there also is this resistance sometimes, I have found that it's helpful to mark my progress, to celebrate my progress and my accomplishments, and to reward myself at different points in the journey. And that could be as simple as taking a short break to do something I really want to do or treating myself to a favorite snack. Anything that feels like a good job after I do the task, sometimes that helps as well. Because maybe the resistance isn't that great. I just need a little bit of a push. There are other ways to give myself that bit of a push. Or if it's more along the lines of I just keep getting distracted, I keep getting on my phone, I keep checking Instagram, so on and so forth. It might be more helpful to ask myself, what am I trying to distract myself from right now? What emotion or experience am I trying to escape from or to block? What else is going on here? And then doing what I can to address that. And maybe what I will uncover is a sense of overwhelm or a desire to be perfect at something, in which case I can 
try to break that down into smaller steps, to try to address it with any kind of actions that might help me to weaken the resistance using any of my toolbox tools. But essentially, just as a whole, I tend to view procrastination as the result of high resistance. And when I'm feeling high resistance to a task, I ask myself, why? Is it an emotional situation? Is it an actual logistical situation? Like, if I not set myself up to succeed here, am I just spending too much time on Instagram, so on and so forth? Or if I'm not, if I'm numbing out, why am I numbing out? Is there something else going on? I use it as an excuse to check in with myself. You know, am I really not feeling this? Have I gotten off course somehow? Do I need to course correct? I just treat procrastination not as something to punish myself for or to shame myself over, but just as data to help me make better decisions, to help myself out and take care of myself. So I definitely encourage you to do the same, that if you start procrastinating about something, don't beat yourself up about it. You don't need to make your situation worse by raking yourself across the coals. You're definitely not going to be feeling less resistance if you beat yourself up every time you procrastinate on something. It might be more useful for you to just look at the situation and figure out what else is going on and then ask yourself what you're going to do about it. And because usually a strong emotion is the culprit, how are you going to take care of that emotion? And I have so many episodes on different kinds of emotions at this point. Please feel free to go back and look at the different ones about loneliness or anger or whatever might be coming up. But take care of that and I think it will be easier for you to tackle your tasks. Okay, dear human, that is all I have for you today. As always, I hope that you found this episode useful. And if you would like to write into the show and ask my thoughts on something that you're dealing with, I would love to hear from you through any of my social media or through my email, corey at coreyamstrom.com. Otherwise, I will be back next week with another episode of A Well-Cared-For Human. And until then, please take good care of you. This episode of A Well-Cared-For Human was written and produced by me, Corey Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler and Esther Abrami. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider visiting my Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the episodes, as well as a monthly patrons-only Q&A, bonus videos, and more. Not to mention that your Patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue. You can find me on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Marie. If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.